Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. You know what grinds my gears? What is it this week? You know, nothing. I, I, I really, I don't, I've got nothing. Really? Yeah. Well, then you want to know what grinds my gears? Well, I'm just happy to be here. I've been gone all week. Yeah, I'm that's back what with grinds you my the, gears. What? what do you mean? Left me home alone to single parent over spring break. Oh, wait a minute. Throw the flag on the play here. 15 minutes for excessive complaining. Hold on. Grandma lives at home with us. Yeah, still had to take him to work with me. When? One day. Out of? Five. So 20% of the time. Still bad enough trying to train new employees. Wait a minute, time out. Here I am trying to say this, I'm happy to be in here with you and the kids. And it's like this. You Have you ever seen one of the Disney movies where they go into the woods and on one side, there's a fork in the road. And on one side, it's got all the butterflies and the birds and it's sunny and mm-hmm. it's this clear path. The other side, it's thickets, it's brushes, it's got like crows and mean things. It's got, oh, it's got all the little beady eyeballs in the bushes. And it's like, yep. You just took us down that side of the forest. Says the guy who does it every other week. Am I not allowed to be crabby one week? I'm hungry. Well, then let's get going. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation. I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. This is Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me today, as she is each and every week, the beautiful, the sassy, the I'm going to take us down the (laughs) side of the forest, Vanessa Markey. Hungry. Again. But I am still happy to be here. I am too. Thanks for joining me today. Welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about, you know, I don't want to name it as a product because we name this product and everyone's like, you know what happens? You name this product, we get to a fork in the road and people either go down the do-do-do-do-do, I'm going to skip, or the side. I've gotten good at that. Okay. Yeah, you sure have. I like it. So, but I want to talk about today where some of the information comes from. About the product? Yes. Okay. And how, I don't think it's neither good. We're going to debunk. I believe if we have a financial product in our industry and it's been around for decades, then isn't there a reason it exists? Right. I mean, before we go into it, I want to, maybe people don't understand how we're regulated. So in our industry, we have state insurance. So if it's an insurance product, we have state the Department of Insurance, mm-hmm. each state. 
And then we have a, an insurance commissioner in each state. Okay. Now, if Michigan bans a certain product, like our commissioner goes, uh-uh, nope, that thing's garbage. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, oh, okay, outside of Indiana, I mean, we'll just ignore Ohio, but Indiana, mm-hmm. they probably get rid of it too. Right. If one state bans it, about every, everyone else starts going, ooh, what they see, we didn't. Right. Now, there are some crazy states out there. I'll California. give you three. Uh, I was going to give you three guesses. <laughs> yes, California messes everything up. I mean, it's pretty much a given at this point. Um, Pennsylvania is a little rough, too. Okay. Now, one of the worst, actually, not necessarily on their rules, but they have a weird rule, New York. If you ever look that at an insurance company, me. you'll see they'll have like AIG of New York. Because the rule in New York is that if you want to do business in the state of New York, then if we have a particular rule, you've got to follow that rule in the other 49 states. Okay. Ridiculous. So what insurance companies do is what do they do? Single out New York and make, and make their own their stuff. own company. In, and so that's another thing, not to get too far off a of rabbit trail, but we had this Department of Labor rule, which has been overturned now. It's scheduled to be vacated. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think it goes away completely. Okay. But companies just find ways around it. That's what free market does. We go, well, if we regulate them more, it'll fix it. No. Nope. They just find good, bad, or indifferent. Call me a pessimist. Maybe I'm going down the side of the forest. That was my best yet. Yeah. But they just find a way around it. That's what business is supposed to do. So why don't you tell everybody kind of where this tangent, where this rant started from? Well, first of all, Typically, when we're in the car on the way over here, Mike likes to listen to other financial radio shows. And I'm going to tell you right you now. I like to. I just I, I listen to talk radio, so it's just on. Right. But I'm going to tell you all right now, Mr. Why do you got to be so crabby about it? <laughs> Ride in the car with him for 10 minutes and he's going to be going, rah, 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 that's not right. You didn't. Rah, rah, rah. That is Mr. Krabby. So anyways, we are listening to one of these nice shows and I'm just kind of staring out the window, and all of a sudden, Mike goes crazy. I don't know about crazy. You you did, though. You did. So um, I wasn't paying attention, so I said, Michael, why are you so angry? Well, let's see if I got the right clip. I love listening to your show. I can purchase an annuity through my state retirement system. And- Uh-oh, here comes the product. Annuity. Right. And it includes a 3% COLA increase every year. To- now, time out. There was a key word in there. What was that keyword? 3% increase? Yeah, so not only does it have a col- COLA, means cost of living adjustment. Okay. So if her payment starts off at, say, $1,000 a month, next year it's 1030 Okay. The next year it's 1060 and 9 cents. The next year it's, a th- well, I'm not going to keep doing that. But, right. But there's another keyword. Okay. Through my state, what did she say? State. I'm going to play it again. I love listening to your show. I can purchase an annuity through my state retirement system and through my state retirement system. That's important. Okay. I want you to remember that we're also not going to. And if I accidentally will have Mitch edit it out for us. Hi, Mitch, by the way. And we're not going to name this show, though. I don't want to call a show out. That's right. not the intent. It's this is a pervasive thing in our industry. Our industry tends to single out a particular product. And we do this because there's two primal motivators that will have the biggest chance of um, provoking you to do something. Do you know what they are? No. Fear? Mm-hmm. What do you think the other is? 
think Wall Street 1980s? I was born at the end of the 80s, so I don't know what Wall Street in the 80s was. It rhymes with Sneed. Greed. Yeah. <laughs> fear and greed. Think right. about it so much. What is our generation, the millennials? We got the fear, don't we? Yeah. FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh, wow, you are up on your... Uh... Lingo? Yeah. I've been reading. Do you know what YOLO is? <laughs> um, wait a minute, I do. You only lose ostriches. No, you only live once. But anyways, oh, it goes I'm, along with your so whole everybody spends their money right. and whatever. All right. doesn't matter. All right. All right. And it includes a 3% cola increase every year. To me, this seems viable, but whenever I listen to your program, it seems clear that I should avoid an annuity with a 10-foot pole. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I want you to keep that 10-foot pole handy. Uh, do not buy that annuity. All right, first of all, I've gone to Home Depot a lot of times. I can't find the 10-foot pole section. <laughs> Just not looking hard enough. Plus, you might be super close to retirement and you're going to use it in a very specific manner, uh, like a volatility hedge for a larger and more complex income distribution strategy. Okay, first, what'd they do right there? They made this thing sound scary. Right. Unless you've got a lot of money and you're really, really close. So what are they doing? They're filtering. That's what we right. call this. They're narrowing it down because 90% of the people listening aren't going to fall within this category. Mm -hmm. So they just made everyone else go, oh, I'm not that. I don't need a complex strategy. That's right. done with intention. I mean, annuities are great for the people selling them because they pay such high commissions. But time out. Remember I said there was a key fact in this. Greed. No, 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 no. Back to the beginning. It was before the COLA. Mm-hmm. She said, I can purchase this through my state retirement system. There's not a salesperson on this. Right. It's just done automated. It's a pension. Right. But generally, they are horrible for the people buying them. Horrible. Here's a impactful word. Get a second pair of eyes on this train wreck before you go one more step. And again, then we have train wreck. Right. That's designed just to scare people away from it. Right. You know, we got to remember that financial tools, products are tools. Mm -hmm. Correct. And it would be like saying all spade shovels are bad. Right. You've used this analogy before. I, I think. know. I know. But I, I think it works. Right. Because if you here's a better one. I remember years ago and I forget what I, don't, I think it was about life insurance. It was for a couple who had no type of burial insurance. This was when I was brand new in the industry. Mm -hmm. And somebody came in and said, well, and they're in their mid-70s. Okay. Well, permanent insurance is bad. I listen to Dave Ramsey. Dave says it's bad. Well, they clearly haven't listened to Dave Ramsey. I didn't even know who Dave Ramsey was at the time. But they don't have $1,000 in savings checking. They don't have anything saved. They right. don't have the house paid off. They're going to die. I right. hate to be this blunt. And when they do, there's a bill. Right. And who's going to take care of said bill? And here's what they want. They want a traditional burial. Right. And he just, I remember him saying something like, well, that's not the right tool. Well, they, they need to save and invest. Well, they haven't done that. They're in their mid-70s. There's no time for them to for, save and invest at this is. point. Even if there is. They live to 100. Then there is. Well, yeah. But for 60 years, they haven't. For 40, since they're in their mid-30s, they they've probably had at least 30 which would be since their mid-40s. They've had the capacity to. Right. Even maybe 20 years they've had the capacity to. Right. And haven't. So they're not going to change their habit now. Right. So after 
20 to 50 years of a habit, now you think they can change. And I remember looking at him, I go, you know what? This is probably my first example of using tools like this. I go, I hate, I go, I absolutely hate claw hammers. And he said, why? I go, because I'm finishing off my basement right now and I've hung all the drywall and all those drywall screws and I've pounded them in with a claw hammer and it looks like garbage. The drywall is a mess. Yeah, it's going to have a bunch of divots in it. He goes, well, why would you ever use a hammer and a pound in screws? I go, exactly. <laughs> that was like the inauguration of poof, mic drop. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like the Verizon guy. Anyways. So here's a simple, I, I hope that kind of shows people, I'm not saying all annuities are good. Right. It just depends on how you use them or who's using them for what. Mm-hmm. And there are high cost annuities. The the I'm going to give you a simple definition and then I'll give you the three biggest problems that I find with them. Simple definition of annuity. Um, let's imagine that when you make an investment, mm -hmm. there's really only three things that can happen, right? Right. It goes up, it, goes it stays down. the same. So it goes up, it stays the same, or it goes down. Correct. Now, if you're in retirement or close to retirement, if you could eliminate one of those three, which one do you think most of our listeners would eliminate up, middle, or up, flat, or down? Down. Boom. There's an annuity. That's it. There's a fixed annuity. Fantastic. How simple is that? Absolutely. But we make easy it, to understand. It is, but we make it really complicated. I can give it another example. I know we've shared this story on here as well. Um, but I, you know, everyone has either been a business owner, they know somebody who's a business owner, or this this concept makes sense. If using your shop as an example. Mm -hmm. If if a builder who builds 300 homes comes on board with you guys mm -hmm. and wants you to do shower doors and closets, and if you're a builder who's doing 300 homes and you're not working with City Glass and Mirror in downtown Grand Haven, they've been around for about 50 years. Thanks you for should. the plug. <laughs> Anyways. But are you going to give them... Now, compare that person to somebody who's who's going to build three or four homes. Okay. And, and like quarter million dollar home. So a million dollars in gross revenue, a decent little business, mm -hmm. but you got somebody doing 300 quarter million dollar homes right? or four. Right. Are you going to give the guy or gal, the company that's doing 300, a better price than the company that's doing four? Absolutely. But watch how backwards this is. You have a finite resource. It's labor. Okay. As when are people most efficient? If they're working up to a certain point, say 40 hours okay. or at 80 hours. Probably more so at 40. Right. So as their productivity per hour of labor is decreasing, you're now paying them more. Correct. How backwards is that? So here's how it really breaks down. Think about it this way. You got one finite resource, labor mm -hmm. hours, yep. and you're willing to discount those to a place that's going to take up the bulk of them. Right. What would we be better to do? You'd be better than to get a series of sales staff and therefore you could get a bunch of smaller builders and customers, consumers. So where you didn't have to discount it. You'd make a bunch more money, wouldn't you? In theory, at that time being. Right. Because there's a concern. What happens when the markets go down? Those individual people don't come buy stuff. Now, let's just say, let's say for a minute. Now, can, can you predict it? No. Let's say you could. Okay. So if the average customer of theirs, so, you know, you got the small builder, they're doing shower doors and closets. And generally, they give their customers an like a upgrade package, mm -hmm. and maybe there's three. There's a five grand upgrade, a three grand upgrade, and a one grand upgrade. Okay. If everyone's picking the five grand upgrade, and they start downgrading to the three grand upgrade, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's a sign, isn't it? Right. If those builders building three, four, or five houses a year start to do one, two, or three, that's a sign. Absolutely. If they go from paying you on average in 30 days, which you can track via QuickBooks, mm-hmm. and it starts becoming 45, then 50, then 60, then 90. Right. That's a sign. Right. So even if you could predict it and see it coming, even though it's not, it's rare, it's not mm-hmm. rare, um, but it's, um, the good times are much more prevalent than the bad. Right. Even if you saw it coming, when things went bad, what would you have to do? Get rid of people. You'd have to make a lot of decisions that would be really uncomfortable and hard to make, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You just described an annuity with a lifetime income benefit. What you're willing to do with that bigger builder is you're willing to take less money, which is what? Less upside potential. Right. In exchange for stability and security. In exchange for when things go bad, even if you do see them, most won't see it. But even if you do, you see it coming. I still have a stable resource that I know is going to be there, even if it's not at 400 houses. It's only at 250. It keeps the guys working. Right. Maybe not full time. Maybe they go from 40 hours to 30 hours or they have one day off uh, by off. I mean, not paid every two weeks, but it keeps them working. It allows you not to have to make some of those decisions that are uncomfortable to make. Right. Isn't that an annuity? It takes away some of the upside potential to do what? To give you the stability and security so that when things are bad, even if you see them coming going that direction, which I don't believe you will, but even if you do. It will give you that stability and security that you need in retirement. Right. So we got to take a quick break here. Um, but before we do so, you guys, um, I know I complain about Mike going off on tirades in the car quite a bit because it happens more than you would know. That's because they um, say they're a fiduciary <laughs> again, and then they don't. <laughs> Go ahead. But the reason he does this is it's because he has seen so many people get burned and get hurt and quote unquote, go broke and broke for some people, you know, somebody with 600,000, if it drops to 200, that's broke for them. Right. Or, relatively speaking. Right. 200,000 and drops to 50, that's broke for them. So um, the best analogy I guess I could give you is when I was visiting my aunt and uncle in Minneapolis um, and all of my cousins are around the same age. We went out downtown Minneapolis. My uncle gave us a cab driver to drive us home because we were going out <laughs> <laughs> And the cab driver... Read into that what you want. (laughs) We're being smart. The cab driver gave us his card on the way out there, and he said, call this number when you're ready to come home, but you need to let me know where you're going to be because I cannot drive down the main drag, you know, the main part of the city where everybody is with my light on and not pick somebody up because you've called me. So it has to be outside of the main street or whatever. And that is what financial institutions and where Mike gets so mad, um, it's that's what they're doing. They're kind of driving down the street with their light on, but they're not picking people up. Right. That's what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Or they're they supposed get, to be helping or picking you up with their light on, and they're not doing that. Yeah, they give you this gobbledygook that doesn't say anything, doesn't help <laughs> right. you. They give you this bias stuff. Right. So if you don't want gobbledygook, go to one of the workshops, go online and sign up, or call and. I don't remember what your phone number is, so how about you rattle it off? 616-589-4004. 616-589-4004. Go online, legacyfinancialnetwork.com, legacyfinancialnetwork.com. We do them at the libraries. 
because it's a parallel parallelism. We're saying we're going to teach you. So we do, do it, it at, at a, a library. library. I love the place that we're <laughs> going to teach you stuff. Come to Ruth Chris. Yeah. No, you're going to no. feed them right. and give them half truths. And they're not going to be able to listen to you because they ate some really good food and now they're No, comatose. they teach you. They do the food afterwards. Well, anyway. Otherwise, they think. Think about that. I know we don't have time. If they feed you afterwards, what are they saying? That if we feed you before this stuff, the other stuff, we're going to feed you two things, information and food. And if we give you the food first, our information is so cruddy, you'll leave. So we got to give you the cruddy first so you'll stay for the good stuff. That's what that means. And this is why he does his workshops. Let's take a break. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call Legacy Financial Network. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit us at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. And now back to Fireproof Your Retirement with Mike and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone, to the last segment of Fireproof Your Retirement. It always is our pleasure. It goes by extremely quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have fun being in here with you. And we're just humble and thankful that you guys tune in each and every week. Um, so are annuities this big bad wolf in the, in the are they in the <laughs> side of the, you know, the forest? You're really enjoying doing that, aren't you? I do. I'm going to do that to our two-year-old when we get home. Oh, God. No, I don't think they are. Some of this bad information, I don't think always comes because places are intentionally being misleading. Um, But I went on to, did a quick little search while we're on the break and it didn't take long. So a quick little Google search, you'll find a bunch of things why annuities are bad. And oftentimes I think you'll get they're bad because they weren't used correctly. Um, Other times there's ulterior motives. And sometimes it's just that that was a opinion for quite some time. Right. But here's a couple of studies, one done by TIAA CREF. Um, and they're, I would say, much more on. They're they're not a top, they're not a top five annuity carrier. They may be a top ten or top twenty, but I don't think of them much as an annuity place. Um, I know they do some, but in 2015 they had a survey. It found that retirees who converted at least some of their savings into an annuity were 60% more likely than those who hadn't to say their standard of living increased and that the retirement lifestyle exceeded expectations. Towers Watson and Rand Corporation showed that retirees who received guaranteed income from pensions or annuities tend to experience higher levels of satisfaction in retirement because it gives you a base. Right. It gives you this foundation of security. So there's three main things that people say that if basically any negative thing I can find out there will boil down into one of these three categories. Okay. They're going to say that number one, they're too expensive. They're going to say, well, they pay huge commissions. Let's go back to that clip we played earlier. And we're going to tie right back in towards the end of where we were at. I mean, annuities are great for the people selling them because they pay such high commissions, but generally they are horrible for the people buying them. Hmm. Sounds almost identical to Ken Fisher. You know what both Fisher's firm and this firm have in common? They don't sell annuities. No. Now, Ken Fisher's firm, at one point I wrote an article about this a few years ago. Fisher's got a a piece that he wrote Mm -hmm. that said, I hate annuities and so should you. And then he goes, I wouldn't put my mother or my worst enemy. He puts them back to back, which I always think is like maybe a Freudian slip. <laughs> like proud <laughs> mother mean... moment there. 
But he was the sixth largest shareholder at the time when I wrote this uh, article of an annuity-only company. Hmm. Now, I had some people write me back and they go, well, of course he was. He said that annuity companies rip people off, so of course he'd buy all that stock. No. You'd buy a bunch of a little bit of stock in a bunch of annuity companies. You wouldn't become the lar- one of the largest shareholders in it, though. Right. That's called what we call a long position. Long means, well, you're going to be in it a long time. You're, <laughs> you're figuring on it growing, basically. Right. And if you're the sixth largest shareholder of an annuity-only company and one of the biggest in the country, you can't just liquidate real quick. Right. So you may tactically, that means short-term, buy into something. Because you think there's an opportunity, but you don't buy long term into something that you think is going to, you know, is ripping people off, which eventually people would figure out. Now, the clip we just played, though. So what do they have in common? Neither of them actually use these products. The clip says, well, they pay horrendous amounts of commission. Hmm. Did you know that the average advisory fees that I see out there are one to one and a half? That firm, if you looked at them, you'll find it around that one and a half range Mm -hmm. per year of what you have in there. Yes. One point, you know, one to 1.5% of your what you have with them each year. Okay. Now, an annuity company, a lot of them will offer maybe 7% up front. You go, ah, it's really high. Ah! <laughs> or some will allow you to stretch it over three years. Okay. Now, most today will give us a trail option because there's a lot of people. So I'm also a fee-based advisor. We charge 0.9% a year. Okay. And, and we use money managers, which add a cost. And I don't have enough time to go into all that because I'm not telling you you should go that path. Just as an example. What do we get paid? 0.9%. Okay. However, we can use an annuity that would pay us instead of upfront. We can elect to take it annually, what's called a trail commission. Okay. I've seen a trail on an annual as low as about 0.75 and as high as 1.0. So if you use the argument, they just paid too much money. Really? Because you're taking 1 to 1.5. And you're taking... Or you could, on annuity, get 0.75 to 1.0. Oh, but they make too much money! Fear. Greed. They don't say anything. I We got just enough time. I got one more clip, and it's in the same show. This show got me riled up. It sure did. Well, last year, because the market was up so much, lots of funds paid distributions. And if you held these funds in a taxable account, sounds like Richard does, then you're going to owe taxes even if you did not sell anything. Fear. Okay, but in a lot of instances, you could have planned ahead and you could have made very strategic adjustments to reduce or eliminate those taxes. Watch him say nothing. We harvested some gains before the fund payouts. We identified losses to offset gains. You know, essentially there were some tactical uh, tax optimization trades. Tactical tax optimization trades. What does that even mean? Oh, it sounds great. No, actually, I'm confused. Here's what he's saying. If you get a distribution from a fund, a dividend, Mm -hmm. and you didn't sell it, and you didn't take the dividend, you reinvested it, but it's not in a tax-deferred account, you're going to pay tax. It's income. You didn't get it as income, but it's income. So what we did is we made tactical tax optimization trades. And what was one of the ones he said? Oh, we sold it before the distribution date. Oh, so you sold something for a gain. Hmm, that's weird. What does that do? That creates something. Income. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It creates a taxable event. Right. But you just said it in a nice way. I'll give you another example. Regulators don't like somebody like myself. So if you're a regulator right now and listening to this, I'm using this as an example. Chill out. They don't like us using the word crash. Stock market <laughs> crashed. Yeah. We, we got to use audio. No, they don't like the word crash. 
So you know instead what would be something I've seen? It's it didn't crash. The market didn't crash. It just had a I don't know. It was a necessary correction to the upward movement of a financial index. Uh-huh. How much better does that sound? Now the other thing he said on there was what? Well, we um we we locked in some lot. We harvested some losses. So you're telling me that you made money on this one, so you sold something else to lock in the loss. That's simple. That's not some magical thing you did. But it sounds better. Right. If you say harvested the losses. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes you feel better about losing. It was an offsetting trade. Uh, no. If you want somebody to give it to you straight, we're not a good fit for everyone. And we don't bring everyone on, but we'll help anyone we can. We're not going to put our light on and not help. That's what we're here for. I just, I believe this is, this is what I was put on earth to do. Mm -hmm. God gave me a gift to do this. I don't know why I can think of stories and and put it in ways that a lot of people, I I don't know. That's what we're here. Let us help. Go to one of the workshops. Uh, Give us a call at 616-589-4004, 616-589-4004, or go online, Legacy Financial Network. Dot com. You can sign up right there. Until next week, we are your hosts. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.